Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back again. Another exciting show. Uh, we're going to try to help you folks out there that are listening and watching, streaming, how you can buy a car safely. Buy a car, lease a car, maintain or repair your car uh, in this uh, crazy world we live in. It's, uh, and I mean that literally. <laughs> I've never seen uh, anything like the past, what, three years, four years? Uh, it's it's, uh, it's a nutty world. And... Um, we focus on cars, so we could we could talk about a lot of crazy stuff that's going on, but we're going to focus on cars, try to make it as simple as we can. Um, buying a car, leasing a car, has always been a challenge. It's one of the few retail products, the automobile, that is uh, stuck in time uh, 100 years ago. Cars are bought and sold, leased today, just like they were 100 years ago. I mean... Tell me a product. Most products we have weren't around 100 years ago. So, so uh, it's just, how did that happen? Well, they got locked in by the car dealers uh, who organized. There's thousands of them out there. And they make good money, so they're well-financed. And they organized. And, and they uh, lobbied state legislatures, all 50 states. And car dealers are entrenched about as entrenched as you can get. I mean, there's nothing, nothing that can't be uh, unentrenched. Is that a word? Disentrenched? I'm not sure. But they're, they're, they're in there pretty firmly right now. And so they do things with the, the way they want to. Uh, if they violate a rule, a law, ethics, morals, <laughs> whatever they violate, they're protected. The legislators uh, are in their pockets, the legislators are elected based on the support of the National Automobile Dealers Association. Uh, we're in Florida, so I'll say the Florida Automobile Dealers Association. And there's other associations. There's a Tampa, there's a, in, again, Florida, there's a Tampa, Orlando, a Jacksonville, a Miami. And all these organizations are in business for one reason, to raise funds to sent to the state legislatures to be sure that they know that the dealers are to be untouched, the dealers are protected. And that means that if you're a manufacturer, you're not allowed to sell a car. You, individually, uh, you can only sell one car. I think they allow you one car, but you can't sell more than one car. Uh, dealers are protected. They, they, they do it any way they want to. So that's the mess that we address in this show, Earl Stewart on Cars. And... Uh, we're in the studio right now in North Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, that's uh, South Florida. I fondly refer to it as the Sodom and Gomorrah of car dealerships. We are uh, about the toughest place to buy a car. Uh, it's really the wild, wild west. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach County, Broward County. 
Dade County. It's really tough down here. The, every every manufacturer's of dealers are represented. I, I can't think of any vehicle that isn't represented in South Florida. And the competition is fierce. And the, the fiercer the competition, the more unethical uh, and, and rough it gets, and, and rough mainly on you, the consumer. So we're going to help you. Uh, we love to hear from you. There's so much news. We could do the whole show just on the new stuff going on with cars. I mean, electric vehicles, autonomous vehicles. Uh, uh, there's just uh, a cra uh, uh, the oversupply of, uh, or I should say, the undersupply of cars, and the uh, oversupply, if that's a way to put it, of demand. People are buying cars like they never bought cars before. There's fewer cars. The prices are sky high. Uh, We'd like to hear from you, though, and if you will call us at 877-960-9960, hopefully, if we do our job, we'll get that number out again and again because we're on the air from two hours. I mean, here, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's two hours. It sounds like a long time, but it just flies by. And uh, if you'd like to call us, we'd love to hear from you. We prioritize the phone call. 877-960-9960. Nancy Stewart, uh, who was mentioned in the recorded introduction, she's my wife, she's my co-host, uh, she's the co-founder of the show, and uh, she is a female advocate, and she has brought the uh, we have parity between, new, between women and men in the show. We have almost as many women as men that call the show, and we didn't used to have that. We've been doing this for 20 years. So... Uh, Nancy will tap me on the shoulder. She has a laptop. You call 877-960-9960, and she'll stop Rick or stop Stu, stop me, stop herself, because we want to hear from you. We've only had five phone lines, so we don't want you to have to hold too long. To be honest with you, you might have to hold longer than you'd like because we get people on the on the, uh, the call, it's a current caller, and you know maybe they have something really interesting. So we do talk for three or four or five minutes sometimes, but we'll do our best. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Now, other ways, uh, if you don't want to call directly and be on the air live, your voice on the radio, then uh, you can text us. And the uh, Stu Stewart sitting across from me now. Um, he monitors our text. That's 772-497-6530. 772-497-6530. If you can write these numbers down, you might not have anything you want to text about now, but you will later. And we're going to give it out again because people listen for maybe 15 minutes. Then they you know, get where they're going. They're listening to the radio in the car or whatever's going on. And... We're on for two hours, like I say. So you'll hear this number again and again, 877-960-9960 for callers. And we prioritize those calls. And for texters, that's 772-497-6530. We might not get to you right away on the text, but we will probably before the end of the show. Now, I left our big gun for last. The big gun is our YouTube channel. And we have YouTube, uh, you know, uh, YouTube.com/forward/slash/EarlOnCars. Two channels. Two channels. We have two channels. We have we have Earl on Cars, and the Earl Stewart Toyota channel, and 
folks seem to find their way onto each of them. And they both go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. They both they both are on YouTube running simultaneously. Oh, I'll be darned. Mm-hmm. So Wonderful. that's maybe why we get so many. And Rick, the voice you just heard there, our certified master diagnostic technician, he monitors the YouTube channel. And some of our, I mean, I don't want to offend any of our other callers or, or texters, but the YouTube guys are really sharp. I mean, I learn more from the YouTube callers than... Uh, about anybody else. They really do their their research and they come up with some really good stuff. So youtube.com forward slash Earl on cars or what was the other one? Earl Stewart Toyota. Uh, YouTube uh, Earl Stewart Toyota on on YouTube. Okay, that's why we don't use that because we are a Toyota dealership and we don't like to talk about it. But it's important that you know from transparency that we're in the business. Uh, We are retail car dealers and we are attacking retail car dealers a lot because of the way they do business. So we're one of them, and we I want you to know that, hey, i got to admit it, I'm a car dealer. And when I go to a party or a social event, I usually don't tell anybody I'm a car dealer because it creates sometimes some animosity. Uh, Gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics and professions. You want some data to back up that last statement. The Gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics and profession ranks car dealers either last, next to last, and a really good year. It's been going on for 50 years. In a really good year, they're third from last. Sometimes we get beat out by congressmen, lobbyists, politicians, something like that. So here we are. Uh, I mentioned Rick Kearney, Certified Diagnostic <coughs> Master Technician. If you have, I'm, I'm talking about buying cars now, but if you want to fix your car, if you want to maintain your car without being taken advantage of, call Rick. He'll give you a diagnostic right on the phone. I mean, you, you can describe the noise, the, the odor, the rattle, the squeak, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the car's doing that makes you nervous. And for the safety item, you, you should be nervous. If it's making you nervous, and you're also nervous about taking it to a car dealer because he's going to rip you off and fix something that doesn't need fixing or not fix it right or charge you too much. If all that worries you, call Rick. Get a free diagnosis right here on on the air. And uh, you can call at 877-960-9960, and we'll put you right through to Rick. Or you can go to YouTube, and he's watching that right now, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart because she has a special message, very important message for you ladies out there that may be listening. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Welcome. Happy Fourth of July weekend. We're happy to be with you. Uh, As I say every Saturday, we enjoy your company. Uh, Just to get things stirred up a little bit, let me throw a question out there to the listeners, the viewers. Uh, As the rates soar for auto insurance, how has it affected you? Give us a call, toll-free, at 877-960-9960. And you can also text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, don't forget your anonymous feedback. You can always get in touch with us through there and remain anonymous. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Uh, also in the news, uh, this, this is an interesting story that uh, appeared in the USA Today. And... Uh, what it says is gas super users urge to step on the brakes. Guzzlers can get incentives to make the leap to electric. And it goes on to say that the government on both coasts of the U.S. want to persuade small 
a small percentage of drivers who use most gas to switch to electric. And some leaders are taking the first steps towards incentives to make it happen. Research shows 10% of drivers in the United States use almost one-third of the nation's gas. And, of course, uh, they're, they're worried uh, about uh, uh, a lot of uh, carbon dioxide, too. So that's just to you know, give you a, a little snippet of what's going on in the news and how we're, well, we're, we're directing uh, our purchases towards electric. Some of us are. Uh, also this morning, uh, Lulu will be in. Lulu's coming in from Big Dog Ranch. Uh, Bernadette is, uh, Bernadette's bringing her in. And uh, uh, she is here from Georgia. Uh-huh. This isn't Little Lulu, by the way. Yeah. Hmm? Not Little Lulu. Little Lulu. It's not Little Lulu. I think that's yeah, reaching you back remember the time. comic strip, Little Lulu? Yeah, I do. Okay, that yeah. was a joke because Lulu is a German Shepherd and Little Lulu is quite large. <laughs> well, uh, Little Lulu, come on. She's just a little girl. She's only three, what, three years old? Uh, three years and three weeks. So everyone wants to, ladies want to refer to as uh, a little something or another. Anyway, Lulu will be here, and uh, her owners had to give her up because uh, they had some health issues. And uh, she's uh, at Big Dog Ranch now, and she's very friendly, and uh, you're really going to enjoy her company. Also, for the ladies, don't forget $50 for the first two new lady callers. Yes, $50 for the first two new lady callers, and there's plenty to talk about. Or if you just want to call and say hello, perfect. Our number, 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Remember, Earl's book, The Recovering Car Dealer, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, all proceeds go to the Big Dog Ranch <laughs> when you purchase that book. It's a double bark. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big one <laughs> for Big Lulu. Okay, Earl, back to How you. How about we got any texts coming in? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll kick it off with Anne Marie's text as oh, usual. Oh, excuse me. We have a the phone call. The phones are starting to light up. We are going to go to Doug, who's been holding in Boca. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. I just want to say I appreciate both of you. You're really amazing to the whole community, and uh, I still haven't had my coffee this morning. God bless you. That's Rick. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doug. That was uh, really sweet. But what about the rest of us? You know, there's not just two people in the studio. <laughs> no, no, no. I know all of you. Ella and Tim say hello to and me and me no, out. <laughs> oh, I, hi, Ella. Um, Thank you, Doug. I just had two quick things. Um, I've been trying to pursue to get a Corolla GR, and oh boy, some of the some of the dealerships are getting them in very slowly, and then they mark them up anywhere from ten thousand to like eighteen thousand. Yeah, um, which is just it doesn't make any sense to me. But well, I know I know you guys don't do that, but it's yeah, we don't we don't do that. Uh, the GR is one of those um, cars they're going to produce four of. I mean, there's like there's hardly any of them out there, and that's done per, um, purposely. So, um, and then you know when the dealers get an opportunity like that, it's hard it's hard to resist. Um, I like to say buy one from us, but it would probably take you five years to get it from us. So, 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I spoke to one sales guy. He said about a year. Yeah, ago. I was exaggerating, but it's going to take it would probably at least a year um, on that one. Okay, so then I'm going to tell you a really quick story. So um, a friend of mine knows the owner's son of a dealership in Hollywood. And, um, you shouldn't have put that in there. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Is it a Toyota dealership? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, so we know him, too. So I have an opportunity to get one at sticker price. And the thing oh, really? Is, yeah. Oh, good. So, In that case, there, it's a good story, and I would say, well, then uh, Craig Zinn is a, is a nice guy for helping you guys out like that. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Well, it's only because of one of my best friends who knows. Yeah, it's a, yeah Hollywood yeah. Toyota is one of the largest ships in the country, uh, they rank in the top three, typically, or four, maybe. And so uh, uh, he would have a lot more vehicles. So it's, uh, I'm glad if you know him personally and he's able to, to get you uh, that very, very rare car. I'm pretty sure it's a one-per-dealer thing, so it's yeah. a very, very special thing he did for you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. let us know how you like it. Yeah, I will. It's supposed to come in in, in like two weeks, and yeah. I will make a decision whether to do it or not. Yeah, Toyota's, uh, is, as you know, is hurting because they don't have electric vehicles as uh, most of the other manufacturers. They got off to a late start. And I was really shocked to see that uh, Toyota's loyalty rating dropped uh, precipitously in the past uh, a few months. And they've, uh, this is an automotive news story that... Uh, I, I would have never thought this would happen, but uh, Toyota buyers who are loyal to and buy you know, one Toyota after another are now switching to Tesla. So Tesla has hurt uh, the Toyota loyalty. And Toyota, yeah, it's, uh, this electric vehicle thing is a real, real thing. Uh, another interesting bit of news that you'd be interested in, Doug, is that, is that the car dealers are still in denial. Uh, two-thirds of the car dealers think this electric vehicle thing isn't going to happen anytime soon. I mean, it's just going to maybe go away. I guess that's wishful thinking. The problem is two-thirds of the car buyers think it will not go away, and they want to buy it. So it's really interesting that car dealers are totally out of sync with what they think is going to happen versus the consumer, what they think is going to happen. And guess who's going to win that argument? <laughs> Oh, one more quick thing. Uh, the Sims car got in a little bit of a accident, but she's fine. And while we're getting the car fixed, we we went to a, a rental place. We'll mention them, and um, we got a Subaru Legacy, which to me is the weirdest car that I've ever driven <laughs> in weird. my entire life. Huh. I mean, it actually keeps beeping at me when it thinks that I'm not looking. Yeah, it keeps doing <laughs> it constantly. And then the other worst... Was that Sam or Ella? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then when you come to a stop, okay, the car shuts off briefly and then restarts. And then if you're not careful and you press the gas, it'll lurch forward. And the car is a nightmare. Oh Unbelievable. Hey, Doug, we got four callers on the line yeah. now. We don't want to lose any, so... Um, Thanks again for your uh, okay. your comments, and uh, I really would like to see that car when you buy it. Uh, as I say, uh, I haven't driven one, so if you buy it, maybe come up here and take me for a ride. 
He'll race you in the Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Doug. We enjoy your company, you and your wife. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Uh, we are going to stay on the phones. We've got Dick calling from uh, Boca. Good morning, Dick. Good morning. What a wonderful, wonderful show. Thank you. To Mr. and Mrs. Stewart and all your Thank you. great helpers. And uh, happy 4th of July. I have a fast question related to cars, but not related to cars. Uh, I listen to you every week, and I'm fascinated by it. However... I was looking at that stock AutoNation last week, and it's making a new high. Now, they, they're not into electric vehicles, whatever. I don't understand why a stock would be making a new high that's connected with the regular automobiles when the electric cars are coming in so strong. I'm just wondering, does Earl have an opinion on that? I, th- I think that... Uh, a simple answer is that AutoNation is probably the the best run um, public uh, auto company. They're, they used to be the largest, I think, Lithia eked them out for first place. They probably got over 200 car dealerships. And they're just, it's like anything else, they, they, they have a good mix of uh, good brands. They've got Toyota, Lexus, Honda. Uh, they really have some, uh, and they're getting into the electric vehicle business indirectly. I mean, they have to wait till the manufacturers make the change. And uh, one of their problems is that they can't they can't get a Tesla franchise because Tesla sells directly. So, uh, if the only thing that's going to hurt AutoNation, I think they're superior in competition and profit to almost all car dealers and almost all other the public. Uh, Held companies. The only the only person that are not superior to is Tesla, and that's because they can't compete with Tesla. Tesla sells directly. So, uh, AutoNation is is a really good stock buy, in my opinion, and they have been for quite a while. Okay, that's that's right to the point. The only thing is, I'm talking about just going into the future, but yeah, exactly. It's all about the future. Exactly. But. Well, thanks very much for the call. Terrific answer, and thank you. You're welcome, Dick. It was great hearing from you. Happy Fourth of July to you. We are going to go to John, who's giving us a call from Stewart. Good morning, John. Good morning. Welcome. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, mm-hmm. loud and clear. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Happy Fourth of July, soon to be. Happy Fourth of uh, July. Yeah, I have a question. Or, um, I think it would be Rick because I heard him talk about this a week or two ago. In 2009, I was we lived in Georgia, and I was going to buy a Prius. And my wife threw a big fit because she didn't like it. It was ugly, and I thought it was ugly, too. But I was driving yesterday down the road, and I saw a brand-new one. And it was a white one with the black, the black trim and stuff like that. And it was beautiful. And then I heard Rick say something about, like, one of the best cars ever made. Is that true about the new ones does he think or because she wants me to get a highlander but I'm, we're getting older and i don't want to get a big vehicle then i'd rather get something that has some good gas mileage and stuff and they said it got like 30 some miles to, to the gallon or something like that on the electric and since most of my trips are just in steward yeah i probably wouldn't have to buy much gas at all if you learn to drive a prius properly 
you will get anywhere from 45 to 55 miles per gallon all day long. Those cars are phenomenal. And even it, it, the there are people out there that created a, uh, a term called hypermiling. Uh, mostly Prius owners when they first really got popular. And these guys literally wrote their own book on how to maximize the fuel economy while driving hybrids. And I mean, some of these folks out there are getting 70 miles a gallon reliably out of Priuses. And the new ones, the new Priuses are just as good as the old ones. They're, they're, Toyota really has actually kept it good on the Prius. They have not, they have not downgraded them. They've not lost any of the quality by thinking, okay, now we can sit back and relax and, you know, maybe cut some corners. No, they've they've kept the Prius up really, really well. And it was a beautiful it was a beautiful car. I liked the, the new styling because the others were, you know, they were really ugly. I mean, they really were. I thought. Yeah, it, yeah. I I agree. The yeah. 2004 to 2009 was such a shock of a body style then, and yeah, the 2010 changeover, they didn't really change it a whole lot. So it it still was kind of like this just odd looking car and it yeah. it was one of those that you either love it or you hate it john uh, rick really knows what he's talking about with prius uh i don't know how many years ago was it rick rick drove a prius from north palm beach florida to washington dc on one tank of gas yep. uh, what what year prius was that uh that was a a second generation i believe it was an 07 or an 08 yeah and basically it was 1100 miles on one tank of fuel now that was a modified prius we had a a lithium battery installed as well to where it was a okay. plug-in version and and that was back in the days when because the government had not caught up with things they forced the engine to run the moment you start the car up to heat up all the catalytic converter and the emission systems but now they realize hey on these hybrids they don't have to start the engine at certain times and they've relaxed some of those regulations changed around to fit the car better and the fuel economy has just increased and if you're anyone that likes the environment the they're so much better for the environment too because of the emissions so low absolutely and john the uh, the new uh prius uh, it has a has a lot of sparkle uh compared to the one you were talking about we have some calls backed up uh, so, okay, uh, pardon me. Yeah, that's good. Okay, thank you guys. So, yeah, no, that's good. I, I just wanted to ask you that question. So, yep. you guys have a nice Fourth of July, and it's a pleasure talking to you. It thank was you, a pleasure. John. Thank you. Happy Fourth of July. We are going to go to Josh, who's calling us from uh, New Jersey. Good morning, Josh. Hey, good morning. How are you? Great. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I've been following you guys for several years. I've actually gone through four different vehicles now following you, so it's been extremely helpful. So I'm grateful to you guys all. That's great. Um, so I'm looking now, I'm getting ready to get another one. Um, you know, I'm self-employed, so I need some tax write-offs. <laughs> go out and lease a new vehicle when I need a tax write-off, according to my CPA. And um, so I've been shopping around. And uh, the Infiniti Q50, I've been a big fan of with the all-wheel drive and whatnot. And um, oddly enough, when I shopped the Camry, uh, the lease quote was about the same. 
and I was kind of scratching my head. I'm like, why is a $35,000 car the same monthly payment as a $62,000 car um, for a lease? And so I'm trying to get some understanding as to what's going on, and it looks like these dealers are now starting to get more and more stock in. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are seeing a shift in the market where a little more vehicles bit. are now starting to be uh, stocked. A little bit. Um, uh, actually, the the change that we're anticipating, at least for Toyota Toyota dealers, are, is in the second half of the year, starting now, um, where we're okay. we're going to expect to see some increased um, production and delivery of vehicles to dealers. Now, um, on the leasing thing, I can tell you that Toyota was used to be heavy, heavy in the leasing, particularly down here in the southeast. And um, they're going head to head with Honda, which had these very uh, competitive lease programs um, since the pandemic or since the, the inventory um, situation. They've dropped all their support to, for lease programs. Um, everybody's buying their lease cars. Uh, they did those programs because they wanted the, the cars to come back in. It was all part of a big cycle of a, of a buying and selling cars. But um, anyway, so there's not there's no incentives on the lease programs. So um, they use the standard standard uh, industry residuals. And, and rates that are comparable to you know the higher interest rates we have now. Um, I'm wondering maybe possibly Infinity is trying to lease those, and so they, they might have a, a special lease uh, incentivized program uh, for the Infinity. Oh, that yes. <clears throat> yeah, because in the past with Toyota, you know, if you just took the, the, the industry residuals and, and the normal rates, it wouldn't be anything special. Toyota basically would come in and say, well, the ALG guide, which is the, the industry, says the, the, the residual on this camera is going to be 50, uh, 50%. <clears throat> then Toyota Financial <coughs> Services or Southeast Toyota Finance comes in and says it's going to be uh, 65%. And that causes the, the payment to drop a lot, and, uh, and it's great for the customers. Yeah. Yeah. So that Infinity's probably doing something um, like that. They put a little incentive into it, not a ton, because yeah. uh, I shopped Infinity back in 2018, and they had huge incentives. Yeah, But oh, it yeah, looks yeah. like it's starting to kind of creep up, because they keep emailing me, and they're like, hey, our price has dropped, you know, we got another incentive, so it looks like they're starting to, because yeah. these same cars that I shopped six months ago are still on the lot. Yeah, the... Um, the um the, the inventory levels, like they we're anticipating um, having a, a slightly higher um, supply at the end of the year on the lot, so we'll have some buildup of inventory, most Toyota dealerships. Other manufacturers are mm -hmm. already there, and they have, um, like uh, GM dealers, they have full lots um, in some cases. So everybody's going to fall in between those extremes. You might Would also you recommend waiting for the end of the year? Um, for Toyota, um, there's going to be a lot more to choose from. Um, I mean, not like... We're not like doubling inventories, but we're going from like a, a three-day supply to a nine-day supply. Yeah, things are getting a okay. little better, Josh, and the incentives are getting better also, and there are more of them. Josh, we have uh, some calls uh, backed up, so we are going I to have to... I appreciate all your help. Yes. Thanks, Josh. I'm glad we could help. Have a great day. 877-960-9960 is the number where you can reach us. And uh, you can also text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to John in Fort Lauderdale. Good morning, John. Well, good morning to you both, and happy 4th of uh, July. And this is not only a call, a, a, a regular call, but this is from an old friend who used to broadcast out of that very studio many years ago. This is Jam and John Summers, oh. the oldie show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jam and John. We listen to you? you all the time. It's great to hear yeah. from you. Yeah, it's good to talk to you guys, too. You're always two of my favorite people at that station. I'm glad to hear that you're still <laughs> on the air. And, and now that you have a, a repeater signal down here in Broward, I can listen to you. Oh. All right. 
Fantastic. So, all right. So I actually have a question for you. And um, I am, have been a Lexus driver, my goodness, for at least 35, 40 years. I've owned about 15 of them, never bought a used one, only bought a new one. And like Toyota, the sister company or the parent company, they're pretty much bulletproof. Um, you know, I drove each one, one of them, I drove 363,000 miles and without changing tires royal, didn't cost me a cent. Um, I'm wondering, and this is going to be the first time actually selling my current uh, RX350, uh, which I think is one of the great SUVs. It's built on a Camry platform, Toyota Camry platform, so you can get a smooth, silky ride instead of a truck-like ride. I'm selling mine now. I could put a for sale sign. My goodness, my phones blew up within five minutes. Uh, so obviously the used car market is still hot. Mm. But what my question is, I went to look at a new one, a new uh, 2020, I guess it's a 24 now, uh, RX350, and they changed them. They took one of the best-selling SUVs and made it, uh, instead of that silky smooth 3.5-liter V6 engine, they put a four-cylinder, that they call it turbo, I don't consider it a little turbo. And I test drove it, and I said, why did they do this, and why did they make it a couple inches narrower? Do you have any take on that? Fuel efficiency. Yeah. The, no, the number one factor is... Really it's not really getting... It, the difference is about a mile or two a gallon. Huh. It all but goes it, into the equation. Yeah, even, even a little bit on each car increase in fuel efficiency adds up over the... the Sack of cars over the whole fleet, over the whole fleet of them, and uh-huh. with the government constantly telling the manufacturers, you've got to get these your well, fuel got- efficiency higher and get your emissions lower, and so it becomes all a numbers game, and then you've got engineers that just they got to have their say in it too, so they just keep coming up with these new engine ideas. And yeah, yep. I, I, I think that's fifty part. miles per gallon, right? But fleets, do you, yeah. Do you, do you think there's a possibility that they're trying to take an RX buyer and step him up to the big to the big SUV, which used to be a V8 and now is a V6? Potentially. Okay. Um, I just found that the car, which had just gobs of power and like I say, silky smooth on the highway, now has that four-cylinder annoying engine sound that will just drive you nuts on a long trip. And I took the present one that I had. I took it on a 6,000-mile road trip last year. And the car is so darn comfortable, I drove nine hours a day and went out and played 18 holes of golf. I mean, it was incredible. Hmm. Um, It's it's just like they took one of the best-selling things and I don't want to say shot themselves in the foot, but we'll see how sales are. And you you guys being Toyota specialists, um, pretty much they're interchangeable parts. And I wonder if you had a take on that. Of course, I'm a car guy. I, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I, know. I, I don't know if you remember, but I'm a car guy. I, I own about 20 classic cars from the 1950s and 60s. Yeah. You're going to probably have to like stick to the classic cars because, I mean, basically these smaller engines are just, you're not going to see many of these smaller engines. They're all shifting uh, to electric and, and hybrid. So, um, as a matter of fact, sure. the Toyotas uh, doing that was a um, probably something they didn't even want to do. I mean, they, they'd probably like to keep big roomy cars you know but um yeah it, the the fleets the cafe standards in 2025 is going to be 54 miles per gallon that means uh i get it yeah, yeah. so they get out so, yeah well i, I don't know, you know the hybrid idea to me works a whole lot better than the electric idea right now because when we were on this road trip last summer i kind of put into my phone wherever i could get a signal up on the canadian 
Vermont, Vermont Canadian border. And of course, they, I plugged in, I said, to try and find the nearest charging station of any type was 250 miles away. And so it's great if you have an all-electric car yeah. in a metro area where don't there's tons of charging Don't take your EV there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. You can't take you can't take it on a long trip. Yeah, that's in process. So I'm not though, quite so ready for that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was um, but, uh, a big bill passed for something like 150,000 charging stations across the country. So um, it's it's coming along. Well, it's it's going to go. Yeah, they're, they're going to go hand in hand. Charging ability and uh, and, and electric vehicle sales are going to kind of go along this path together. Well, I, believe, I, I agree with you on that. I think within the next uh, five to eight years, it'll be 75 to 80% electric on the road. And the only thing that'll be left over will be old used cars, and they'll be worth nothing. I think that's um, a good number I, to predict. I realize that I'm never going to get John. the... I realize I'm never going to get the, run, the rumble of a 66 Corvette out of it. <laughs> but you might get an artificial yeah. rumble. They can do that with software. John, it's been yeah, a pleasure. Yeah, yep, we listen, enjoy talking to you. And uh, thanks for the information. You guys, you guys stay healthy, and it's just terrific to talk to you again oh it was absolutely great to hear from you let's give us a call again we'd love to hear from you we're going to go to jamie who's been holding patiently good morning jamie hey good morning can you hear me all right yes we can hear you fine what can we do for you this morning i have a 2011 uh toyota camry running like a top but uh it's reaching the point where I, i think i need to to change the transmission oil somehow. Now I understand that, that, that Toyota doesn't have a uh, has a sealed transmission. Is that correct? Can you change filters on that transmission, or is that you just change the the, the fluid? Uh, what you have is a Toyota transmission that has WS type fluid. It is a lifetime fluid. It should never need to be changed. And that's all cars now. We, uh, it, not just Toyota, but all the cars have gone to that. Yep. And it's, uh, there is no, there's no filter. There are internal screens, and that fluid is, is lifetime. Unless something were to be broken or damaged on the transmission, you'd never need to change it. David, uh, the thing you have to be careful of if you're having your car serviced in a dealer, dealers are starving to death in the service departments for lack of maintenance items to perform, mainly because the cars require very, very little maintenance today. But a lot of them are going by the old book, and they're changing fluids, and, and they're doing flushes, and they're, they're still doing th- things the way they were done 25 years ago when cars required a lot of maintenance. And... Uh, Look at your owner's manual, and if you if you lost it, uh, pull it up online, and find out what the manufacturer recommends in terms of your periodic maintenance. You'd be surprised what a, a low amount of maintenance is actually required. So when you go to the dealer, and say this is what I want done. Don't do anything else. It'll save you a lot of money. Okay, so basically what you're saying is you know, there's no need to change the the transmission fluid either. Exactly. Well, you know, I, 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 I guess that's, that's going to be an idea I'm going to have to get used to because I'm always... <laughs> right. you know, I, always heard, I, heard, I heard that in your voice. It was tough. Yeah, yeah the, the, uh, the, the oil has to be changed a certain time. The tires have to be changed a certain time. Yeah. Brakes have to be changed. And now, you're, and now it's the transmission fluid. <laughs> you don't have to do anything to it. I mean, that sounds a little weird. 
I mean, you could if you same, wanted to. Same no, thing yeah. with the power steering. Years ago, it's that would change, you change your oil every two or three thousand miles. Yeah. N- now you're talking ten thousand miles. So, it's just um, it's 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 progress. I know sometimes you, when you get into a habit, it makes you nervous. I understand that, but uh, the dealers take advantage of the fact that guys like you that really took good care of their cars for so long, they're taking advantage of you because. Literally, the cars don't need that anymore. It's just you can save yourself a ton of time and money yeah, just by you, using the owner's manual. Where do you get an EV? There's no oil. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the future, right? <laughs> yeah. Then you only have well, to worry about the blinker fluid. Uh, very yeah. funny, Rick. <laughs> but still, uh, but still, Jamie, there's uh, much less maintenance, uh, you know, on your vehicles today. It was great hearing from you. Thank you, and give Thank us a call again. All right, thank you very much. Um, if you didn't jot that number down, uh, it is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Let me remind the ladies this morning that uh, I have $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call, say hello, uh, ask some questions, uh, just uh, give us a call. You can win $50. Uh, I think we're going to try to catch up with some uh, FaceTime, YouTube. Oh, yeah. Well, we never got to Anne Marie's text. Oh, good morning, Anne Marie. So let's go. She says, Good morning. Right back to you. <laughs> good morning. It's summertime, and that means it's the rainy season here in South Florida. Uh, rain slick uh, roads lead the cars to slip, sliding away, just like the Paul Simon song. The, that prompts the following questions One, what's the difference between traction control, four wheel drive, and all wheel drive? And two, which systems give the best control on rain slick roads? That's from Anne Marie. And she says, P.S., here's hoping everyone has a safe ho- holiday without too much rain. Okay, to put this as concise as possible, four wheel drive is generally a vehicle that has the option to switch from two wheel drive to all four tires get pretty close equal power from the engine to all four wheels can drive the car. Mm-hmm. All wheel drive is a car where all four wheels always get power from the engine. They're all four being driven. Can I, can I, can I, can I do the, uh, the traction control? Please. The sensors can tell how fast the wheels are moving. If it detects one slipping from the, uh, the road, it will use the ABS system to apply brakes to the other wheels and give more power to the wheel that's slipping. I mean, uh, less power to the wheel that's slipping. In, mo- in most cases, yes. Oh. But also in a situation such as if the car begins to slide and it detects one wheel is locking up, it will decrease brake to right. that power, to that wheel, to prevent that wheel from sliding more. And traction control is basically designed to send power to each individual wheel or braking to each individual Depending wheel. Depending on what it needs. To keep the car under control and keep you where you need to and be. And the computer is doing this like tons of these adjustments in like in a second. It can be happening just very rapidly and you don't even know it's doing it. Exactly. Back in the old days, I used to use the called pause attraction when I was drag racing when I was a kid because as you say it would detect that one wheel wasn't getting traction it would pour more traction on the other wheel so when you're at the stoplight and you're racing the kid next to you and you floor it the pause attraction gives you more even acceleration exactly the only time I ever heard of that, of that term was from my cousin Vin, Vinny. That was that was like a whole plot um, element, the pause attraction of this old Plymouth. But that was that was uh, actually that was a Pontiac. Pontiac, that's but right. That actually no, there's two cars. Well, there was it was a uh, Bonneville. Bon- the uh, 
the, the Pontiac Tempest was the one vehicle they were talking of, yeah. and I forget what the other one was that the two boys were actually driving. I think a Buick. But anyways, the Posi Traction, the way he gave that description was perfect. Like, as anybody stuck in the mud in Georgia knows, you step on the gas, one wheel spins, the other wheel does nothing. And Posi Traction lets you get both wheels get traction. How do you like that? And then 100 years later, I got pulled pulled over by a cop for for, uh, drag racing. And... uh, he said, I heard your tires screech from three blocks away. I said, no. I said, my tires weren't screeching because I've got positive traction. It was the other guy's yeah. tires that was screeching. He didn't really, did he get a kick out of it? I got a ticket that? anyway. All right. <laughs> well, sure, because he was racing. <laughs> All right, so there you go, Anne-Marie. Um, those are the things that are available to keep you safe, among other things. Out there. There's lots of great high-tech uh, safety equipment. Yeah. Um, vehicle skid control is another one, right? Um, that's oversteering and understeering? Yes, because uh, now with electric steering, the computer can tr- control the steering as well. And these all work in conjunction with each other so that the computer can see by lane trace assist and other devices, it can see where the road is, where you want to go, yeah, and keep the car going there and do it faster and more efficiently than any driver can do. See, I just it's amazing. Um, when I was a youth... Losing control of my car was a semi-regular thing, and it's almost impossible now. <laughs> All right, let me jump over. You said when you were when a I was a youth. <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds like something from my cousin Vinny. <laughs> right, I think that's the theme for today. Um, we have a text from Bob. Bob says, "Good morning. My question is, how much market share do you think Toyota is losing due to low inventory? In some cases, no inventory compared to Honda." I looked it up because I, I didn't really know. Um, I knew that Toyota's inventory share actually had, had got come up a little bit, and it did. It went up about a half a point to 14.9. Uh, this is only through the first quarter of this year, which ended last month. I mean, the second quarter of the year. Um, and um, so it actually went up, and their volumes is actually up. Um, Honda's market share, not the knock actually went down a point and a half. They're down to about uh, six point something percent U.S. market share. There's a current automotive news article that addresses that, not market share directly, but loyalty. And it's very shocking. Uh, I was really surprised. Uh, Ford and Chevrolet are topping the loyalty rankings. Toyota usually tops the loyalty rankings, but Toyota's uh, loyalty dropped. And the essence of the article, there's a automotive news article, the essence of the article is that te- uh, Toyota is losing uh, sales to Tesla. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I mean, I, I just never think of that. I, but I, I have. I've thought about that a lot. And yeah. Because sometimes, I, and this is, you, you've criticized me before because you, you don't necessarily represent our market, but I, I do represent a kind of person who would buy a Toyota or well, that I sort of thing. I do too. I yeah. Mean. Right, yeah. So um, that's a natural <laughs> I'm thing. Driving well, you're car. driving Tesla. I mean, I, I had the same impulse to do it. And, it made, and yeah. a lot of it had to do with frustration with how quick, how fast Toyota was going into EVs. I mentioned this on the show last week. I think, and this is not based on any kind of research, it's just a gut feeling, is that Toyota customers, are they, they want Toyota to do it. And they're going to go and they're going to drive a Tesla or a Ford Mach-E. Um, and then when Toyota has a good EV, which they don't now. When they have a good, they'll come back to do it. But you know. And here's I could tell you in a minute, Rick. Um, here's another thing on that subject. It's a it's a shocker. I got two shockers in this week's automotive news. The electric vehicle inventory has reached 92 day supply. Really? Yeah. 
And, and for you uh, non-car folks out oh, that's, there, that, that's a huge amount of cars. Uh, that's a don't buy sign on my used car buying program. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you have a situation where Toyota's short of cars, and as Stu just described, uh, toy, the Toyota demographic, the, the, the mindset of Toyota buyers is also, they're thinking EV. I mean, uh, I, this is kind of a personal thing that Stu and I talk about because we, you know, uh, we like EVs, but uh, it, it must be true for the whole Toyota buyer group. And the fact that Toyota has so few cars compared to electric vehicles, there's a, a 92 day supply, hard to yeah. believe. So it's kind of a hard, it's a hard thing to resist. Think yeah. about it. You go to a Toyota dealership and it's going to be a year to get a Sienna hybrid, but you can pick up a Tesla Rick, three point. right away. Sorry. <laughs> the number one reason that Tesla is beating Toyota right now is because they come first in the phone book. <laughs> Tesla, Toyota, T-E. That's okay. a real knee, I didn't that's a real knee that. slapper. There you right. were waiting all that time with that one. <laughs> I've been holding that one for a while. Yeah. I don't feel bad for interrupting you. <laughs> you know, folks, if you want to take a look at Earl's column, his blog, uh, you can do so by going to Earl on Cars. Uh, speaking of uh, Tesla, it's a great column. Uh, Tesla full self-driving may do the wrong thing at the worst time. If you've been watching the news, uh, you can understand what uh, Earl is talking about, and uh, well, well, I had to spank you. Know, I've, been, I've been praising uh, Tesla. People think I'm got this thing for Tesla. Uh, I like to drive the car, but I'll tell you one thing: I don't have for Tesla is I don't believe in their autonomous vehicle. Uh, and Nancy and I both. Not at all. Every time we get a software update, uh, we go out and try it again. And the last time we tried it, that was scary. I mean. It was it was making turns unexpectedly, putting the brakes on. I, I did tell you, I, I kind of warned you. I had a, a slightly lesser version, and I warned you it's yeah. not to be trusted. But they've had yeah. multiple software updates, yeah, yeah, and every true. time they now I'll tell you what's happened is, and and, and the uh, the inspiration behind this uh, uh, article was Nancy. Nancy says, "Why don't you write about that?" Because we had just terrified ourselves in another test drive. Um, I, I decided to go kind of hard on Elon. Uh, what he is finally doing now is confessing. And in the software update, which they never did before, that's where I got this phrase. He basically says in the software update, please, I don't even think he said please, keep your hands on the steering wheel and your eyes on the road uh, because the Tesla Autonomous may do the wrong thing at the worst time. And that's, I couldn't have said it better myself. Right. I mean, that's what the Tesla will do. It'll do the wrong thing at the worst time, and it is scary. I, I, uh, hey, uh, I, I always try to find a, a simple place that, to go. That reminds me of a quote, like, unsafe at any speed. Yeah, yeah. unsafe at any you speed. You want to get scared, take and pull up that video of uh, the uh, Tesla uh, that uh, takes, and uh, there's a school bus, and there's children who are exiting the school bus. That's all I'll tell you. That should be enough to stir your interest. Yes, Rick? Well, let, let me ask you this, Earl. Honest opinion here. It, say you had no, you didn't have the autonomous feature on your car. It was totally turned off. You were expected to control the car, drive it yourself 100% of the time. What, how is that car for just driving around, being able to bypass gas stations, oh, yeah. you never have to yeah. fuel it, you simply drive the car, you enjoy it, it's totally silent. Yeah. I mean, I, No, I get your point. I mean, I, the, the answer is, I love it. 
Uh, and Nancy yeah, and I great. both love it. It's, a, it's an amazing car. The technology is amazing. I don't, I don't take back anything I've said about Tesla, except I was more optimistic about the autonomous. Full self-driving is a misnomer. Ain't no way full self-driving is ready. I hope it's ready mm. sooner rather than later, but I'm tired of, I'm tired of, of these Tesla advocates, these Elon Musk worshipers, Fanboys. and they talk about they talk about the fact that I, I I have to believe they're lying. I've heard people say that they drove uh, they drove this uh, very difficult route, like in San Francisco or Chicago. I, I mean, heavy yeah. traffic. I don't believe it. I, I mean, I'm in, in South Florida. Uh, the the path we took was from our home yeah. to our car dealership, and we went on alternate A1A. And folks are not familiar with this area, don't know what I'm talking about. And we were on US-1, US which 1. is just a, I mean, it's hard to get messed up on US-1. Yeah, it's south. a straight shot from New York to yeah. where? Key, Key West. West. So uh, it messed up on US-1. It was trying to make left-hand turns for no apparent reason. It wanted to go. We were heading south, and the car was going north. Yeah. There was traffic heading. Yeah. Have you watched a video of the Waymo self-driving cars? Uh, I've watched those. People get it. They're using them in some cities in California and use an app, and the self-driving car comes, shows up without a, without a driver and takes you where you're going perfectly. Yeah. Uh, the reason it can do that, it's got whirling radars and things all over the thing. It doesn't look mm. like a regular car, mm. and so it's packed with sensors. Yeah, Monday I had a, a guy come up to me. I was at my therapy place uh, for my Achilles tendon issue, and I, I went out uh, from therapy. I got into my Tesla Plaid, and I hear bop, bop. Somebody's knocking on the window, so I roll the window down. He says, I have a Tesla Plaid, too. He says, do you drive this on autonomous? I say, yes, I do, but I'm not. He says, I, I wouldn't dare. He says, I'm afraid to drive, put this on autonomous. Oh, it's scared, it's, it's well, scared it, everybody I know who's experienced it. <laughs> yeah, right. well, it's, yeah. it the okay. program, it's still in its infancy. I yeah. mean, up there in Port St. Lucie and Traditions, uh, absolutely. they have those Tim buses, yeah. no driver, right? and it, it follows a perfectly set route, so it's yeah. a very easy thing to program, yeah. Yeah. It's a set and it route can use also. avoidance to yeah. not have people or cars interfere yeah. with it, and they, they work beautifully. It's a less of but a chance of a catastrophe. This, uh, being on the road like us, it is, uh, there's just, as, uh, <laughs> let me go back to the, uh, to the uh, yeah. blog, Tessa, full self-driving may do the wrong thing at the worst time. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we gotta get back to the phones. Our friend Marty has been holding for quite a long time. I love hearing from Marty. He can amuse us and inform us. And uh, for my first time female caller, hang in there, Marge. I'll be right with you. Good morning, Marty, welcome. Good morning, how are you? Um, we're great, thank you. Thank you for calling. Uh, I have a, uh, something to tell you and then i gotta ask Earl a question okay okay at a uh lexus dealer they had a small suv it was model ux well the trouble with that car is and it's it's a hybrid they all come only in hybrid except in the back seat there is about three inches of room <laughs> oh jeez Unless you have no shoes and you can fit in there, <laughs> you're, you got a problem. Yeah. So, but anyways, when they brought over the closer, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna buy it anyways. They brought over the closer, and of course, when when they deal with me, they got to bring over the closer, the, the sales. 
Hellsman <laughs> can't deal with me. So, uh, Ozer, I said to him, well, first of all, the car's too small. But I said, your price, I said, you don't come down on price. He said, now this is the guy, he said he's a sales manager at Palm Beach Lexus. <laughs> said that his, what he said, and whether or not it's true, and Earl will probably disagree with this guy, he said Toyota is purposely holding back on production to keep prices high. Not true. Right. And I said to him, Earl Stewart is a friend of mine, I said. Oh, boy. And I, I talked to him usually every week, and he said to me, Toyota, Toyota is not doing that. But he said they are. So I just wanted you to know that that, were, that is out there. And... I, I defended you, Earl. Well, thank and you. I, the, high thank prices, you the high prices are coming from dealers and, and sales managers at Palm Beach. They don't, Texas. They don't even discount. And, and plus, they want to give you a low-ball price for your trade. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you want to buy a Lexus, go to JM Lexus um, and uh, Coconut Creek. And uh, they, uh, they're the best Lexus dealer. They're the largest Lexus dealer in the world. They're also the best. Yeah. They have very, they have a very small dealer fee. I, I, I kid them or spank them a little bit about the fact that they got a, uh, I think a two hundred dollar dealer fee, and yeah. and they advertise no dealer fee. I say, why do you do that? And they I, call it the private tag agency <laughs> fee. They call it something else. Yeah. But they, they, they're one price, and they don't go over MSRP. Yeah, it's a, it's a straight, and they only have a. Uh, the thing I love about them is they have. Uh, the sales salesperson or whatever you want to call them takes you through the whole process f and i and the selling and you don't have to go like you just said the to guy you don't go back and forth back and forth it's just one person they're, they and call they're them good sales people. managers yeah. and it's a legit legitimate turn that they manage yeah. the sale from beginning and all the exactly. way through f and i yeah jm jm lexus is worth the drive if you're in south florida i wouldn't go anywhere except jm lexus margate margate yeah, yeah. All right, well, I just wanted you to know that's what that guy told me. Now, whether he's a sales manager, <laughs> whoever he is. Sales manager. I said, I said, I listened to Earl before you. Well, thanks, Marty. Okay. I, pre- I appreciate your loyalty. Right. Hey, Marty, you're, everybody's so heard bo- of you. We're both car you know salesmen, that. so you're not really just putting on a car salesman. I'm a car salesman, too. So. <laughs> Everyone has heard about you, Marty. You know that by now. <laughs> I know. I'm, I may have to come on the show. <laughs> exactly. You're on the show. <laughs> exactly. You have to be a guest. But everyone has heard of you. They're watching for you. They're looking for you. So be careful. <laughs> have a great holiday. <laughs> Thanks, Happy Fourth of July, Marty. We're going to go to Mark, who has been holding. She's our first time uh, female caller, and uh, she is calling from Deer Creek, I believe. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Thank you for your patience. You have been holding. Sometimes this happens. Hey, uh, listen, Mark, uh, stay on the line after we're done talking and uh, give your information to Jeremy in the control room, and he'll pass that contact information along to me, and I'll get that check out you on. <clears throat> excuse me, I'll get that check out to you as soon as possible. Oh, thank you. So, uh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> what can we do for you this morning? Okay, I'm calling about my insurance. I have a policy with Allstate my car insurance, and I have two other policies. And they raised me. My po- I was paying $246 a month for my car, and they just raised me to $488 a month. Whoa. 
How long have you been with that company? Uh, only about sixty-nine years. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, shop, shop the price, Martha. I was, I really got uh, made a mistake last week on the show. I didn't realize that Florida is the highest in the United States in uh, auto insurance costs, and uh, for a lot of reasons. It's, uh, you know, we have older drivers. We have uh, uh, extremely large number of lawyers who love to sue people that get into car accidents. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. But I, because you've been with the same company for a long time, prior to this crazy issue, we're having the highest premiums anywhere in the USA. Uh, prior to that, we always said, if you've been with an uh, insurance company for four years or more, shop, you will always get a, a lower price. In today's climate, I'm not sure that's true, but I would sure try. I'd, I'd call three or four uh, of the uh, better insurance companies and get a quote. What would you what do you consider better companies? Oh, um, you know, Geico, Geico. State Farm, Allstate, yeah. uh, Progressive, uh, uh, you know, any of the name insurance companies. Uh, most of them are are pretty good. State Farm, uh, by the way, uh, said last year, 2022, they lost an average of sixty dollars for every pre, uh, policy they sold. They actually mm-hmm. lost money. So uh, it's it, it, the insurance companies. I scold them because they creep the rates up on you they sneak them up to yeah, make more right. money than they should but i have to have you know some compassion for them when mm-hmm. they deal in a state like florida you know you can't turn the television on now without seeing uh, five lawyer commercials Absolutely. The, the, the car dealer commercials used to make me mad and drive me crazy now there's probably two lawyer commercials for every car dealer commercial so uh, the, the 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 litigation cost for the insurance companies in Florida is huge. That's one big reason. And of course, as I say, this is the retirement state. People love to come to Florida to retire. So we have older drivers and they have more fender benders probably than younger drivers. Although the, I understand the younger drivers have worse fender benders, but the cost is higher for the older drivers. A yeah. lot of reasons, but shop around, get two or three quotes. I bet you save some money. Yeah, absolutely, okay, Mark. Okay, I'm going to do that. And I think that, uh, you know, it was just like all of a sudden, there was a huge increase, as you just mentioned, and it mm-hmm. affected uh, Florida, it affected uh, Louisiana, New York, and uh, just a lot of places. But like you said, you'd hit, you had been with your insurance carrier for uh <laughs> forever a long time <laughs> forever and ever and ever and it right. doesn't even it doesn't matter you know they're still going to increase your insurance but they're not going to count on you just taking and exploring other insurance companies and you do have that option because like Earl said you know you could save yourself a whole lot of money right right exactly I'm going to do that yeah you're not stuck Okay. Yeah. Okay, Mark, give us a call again, and I want to thank you for helping me build this platform here for the ladies. And uh, it's ladies like you who, uh, you know, they call, let their voice be heard, and yeah. uh, they encourage other women to call. So have yourself a, a great Independence Day. Thank you. You too. I'll stay on the line. Thank you. Okay, our number here, if you didn't jot it down, is 877-960-9960, and uh, you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Rick, who's probably got uh, some backup over there on the YouTube. We got a couple. Okay. Uh, First one from Brenda Wise. She says, thank you, Nancy. I was so excited when I received my check from you last week. 
Always enjoy listening to the show. Oh, how nice. Thank you, Brenda. Spread the word. And one comment we had earlier from Steve Maggs, he said, Good morning. This is Steve from New Jersey. I've read that recent demand for EVs has slowed. Volkswagen cut production and GM and Ford profit only from trucks. By 2030, where do you see EV sales relative to ICE? Uh, internal combustion motor engines. And as a matter of fact, Donovan just came in and he says to Steve Maggs, those brands are struggling to keep up with Tesla on prices. It's all about the money. A Tesla is far cheaper, plus you get the full tax credit on all of their cars as they are made in the U.S. Very true, yeah. I mean, the, the Tesla Y in California is a number one selling vehicle. They outsell the Toyota Corolla. So, you know, I know California is an unusual situation, but uh, who would have thought uh, 10 years ago that Tesla would be the number one selling car in California, or at least have one model that's number one selling? Anywhere, I yeah. mean. Yeah, it's shocking. Okay, okay. Uh, we are going to, uh, do you have anything else for us? Uh, let's see, I think that's got us a little caught up, a little slow today on the Okay, we're going to go to Stu, yeah. who has a, a we have lot anonymous to feedback. share. Uh, we have anonymous feedback, the first one. We get this question a lot, and it's, uh, it's just that time of year. It's summer. People are going on vacation. Uh, it says, hi, I have a new RAV4 hybrid, and I'm going out of town for a month, so it's going to sit unused in the garage. Do I need to do anything special to not let the battery run down? And what other things do I need to do while it's stored for a month, like a full tank of gas? Um, also, for new cars, is it recommended to get a first oil change at 1,000 miles? No. Go ahead, Rick. <laughs> Trickle charger. Trickle charge for the battery. If you're parking in the garage, it makes it so easy. You can buy that on Amazon, at Walmart. They're less than $50, sometimes around $30. They simply hook on to the 12-volt battery and plug into the 12-volt outlet in your wall, and it will keep a very small charge going into that 12 volt battery to keep it all charged up and ready to go uh set your tire pressures you know at at the proper level so that they won't lose too much pressure over the time and it can't hurt to put a full tank of fuel in it but then when you get back take it out and give it a good drive somewhere but rick Rick, you you always say that the best absolutely the best is if you have someone you can trust that will drive your car once a week and maybe for 20 or 30 miles that would be ideal that is the absolute best idea what happens if um i know the battery could die but they don't do any of that stuff and the car sits for two months in the garage and the battery's fine but they they don't do anything with the tire pressure or nobody drives it um I mean, is there going to be a problem with your car? Uh, a lot of little things. The battery going dead would be the first yeah, one. Yeah. Um, and when you lose 12-volt power, it causes a bit of haywire with the computers. Yeah. So it can take a while for the car to reset everything. Yeah, a bit short of the battery thing. I was just thinking about yeah. the fuel and the other stuff. Tire pressure going low could be an issue. You'd have to get somewhere quickly to get your tires filled up. Uh, really, there's not too much else that could... Okay. go wrong with them at that point cars are just so durable nowadays yeah yeah i know there's all these things like uh they asked about the thousand mile oil change i heard that too um it used to be the the, the break-in period um 
Uh, and then even when we have the computerized, you drive for a while, so it that's probably still the same case. It learns your driving habits uh, yep. to maximize efficiencies. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're getting more sophisticated but at the same time. You don't have to think about them as much. And the engines that they're building, they actually run those engines and do a break-in in the factory where the engine is made before they even ship it out. Right. And they do that initial oil change then. So you've got fresh, clean oil on a brand new engine that's already had some time, and it's ready to go. There you go. Uh, there's some anonymous feedback that came in also. It's a pretty long one, so I had ChatGP summarize it for me. Here's the summarize. Uh, the the, the uh, person visited a Kia dealership to look at a Kia Soul for their elderly mother. Salesperson refused to show them the interior of the vehicle unless they provided their personal information, saying that they worked on the commission and showing just showing the car wouldn't be any benefit to the salesperson. Uh, the customer left the dealership, uh, complained, um, put a call in to the, um, or put a uh, online, tried to complain to the general manager. I got a generic response from an internet manager, um, which suggests to them that the salesperson's behavior reflected management's attitude. And that's yeah. absolutely right from the top yeah. to well, the bottom. When I saw that, I wanted to send Agent Lightning in. And well, I started reading, and it was reading like a mystery shop. And I thought, well, we can't read two mystery shops, because just for time. And so, uh, AI uh, summarized it to a nice little uh, concise that was great. synopsis. Yeah, you did it very well. <laughs> <clears throat> and I think that's it. I'm all caught up on messages and, and anonymous feedback. You know, okay. just in, in, to defend this particular case, possibly, you know, all car dealerships, uh, there's good ones and there's bad ones and in between ones, and they all have, you know, good salespeople and in between salespeople and great salespeople. So uh, we put we t we put people on the do not buy list. Uh, and we fail them uh, for a terrible experience. But usually that experience is with a salesperson. Now you say, well, it's the responsibility of the dealership because they hired that salesperson, and I have to agree with you. But, you know, I, I'll also be honest with you, we've hired salespeople we shouldn't have hired. I mean, uh, it's, it's difficult. When you interview somebody, they don't say that I like to beat up my customers and take advantage of them and lie, cheat, and steal. They say, you know, right. oh, I agree with your culture. I agree with the way you sell cars. And they sell the employer, the dealer, on hiring that person. And then they take advantage. Uh, and oftentimes, the incident is never brought to anybody's attention. Uh, the, the people usually don't complain. When, when a person gets when a person gets treated that badly, they just run yeah. <laughs> and never come back. I, well, a good businessman realizes that. The, 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 the complaints that I worry about the most are the ones I don't hear about. And that's exactly what happens. So we have to go back, and we do to try to go back when we have a horrible experience, because it might just be one rotten apple in the barrel. I can tell you, and I don't know if they do this at other dealerships, but um, when there is a complaint and there's a problem, there is always an investigation. It, I mean, it's, it never just kind of goes by and by, you know, yeah. an apology. It's like, well, what happened? And um, yeah, I think that most businesses should be doing this, <laughs> but I don't know. If, I don't know if they are. Uh, but you'll learn from your mistakes. Okay, I think we're all caught up with text and everything. How's the phones? Silent. Silent? Okay. Well, Rick's might okay. have some messages. I, I've, I've got something. That, oh, you, do you have a... Lulu has uh, arrived. Yeah. Bernadette's here with Lulu. And one quick note from Kirk in West By God, Virginia. He says, for auto insurance, if you've got former or active military in your family tree, yeah. check out USAA. Very says, good. You'll thank USAA. me later. Very good point. Absolutely. Um, that's Rick, very, very good, good point. point. So. 
We got. Right. Uh, we have our dog of the week uh, yeah, coming in. We have two ladies coming. One of them's named Lulu, and the other one's named Ber- Bernadette. Bernadette. That's yeah. our volunteer. Yeah, uh, Lulu is the dog. Lulu's dog, Bernadette is the volunteer. She was here the last couple of weeks uh, with. Uh, we had Rambit last week and all that. But here oh, comes. Uh, here comes, here comes the dog. Here comes and, Lulu. And remember, everyone, to and adopt Bernadette. the to adopt the uh, dog of the week. You can go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, uh, www.bdrr.org. Yeah, Big Good Dog morning, Ranch Rescue. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, Lulu just walked in, and this she looks like a German Shepherd. That's right. So Bernadette is going to tell Good you, guess. tell everybody all about our. Uh, this is our newest. Oh, Bernadette is going to take down the live feed. <laughs> Bernadette got t- tangled up. That's what I love, love about live streaming, exactly. live radio, and you never know what a doggy's going to do. Lulu. Well, this segment is kind of like uh, when yeah. Johnny Carson used to have the guy from the San Diego Zoo come yeah. over. Oh, so I any, love that. Yeah, you know, you might, we might get attacked. Why don't they ever do that? Again? Well, that was the funniest stuff well, ever on Johnny TV. Johnny Carson retired 30 years ago, yeah. or 35 years ago. That's yeah, why. I was watching some of the reels <laughs> last night. Uh, Frank, um, I want to let you know uh, that uh, we're getting into the uh, Big Dog Ranch uh, segment. We have Lulu here, and if you want to hang on, that's perfectly fine. We can get back from, uh, to you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's kick it off. So, in, in the midst of the chaos, uh, the purpose of this is our uh, it's our weekly sponsored dog. Uh, Bernadette's going to tell you all about this beautiful German Shepherd named Lulu, and we're going to tell you about how to adopt her, and uh, or any other dog, any of the other dogs at Big Ra- Big Ranch Dog, Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Gosh, my, I got I got tongue tied there. All right, Bernadette, the microphone's yours, okay. and you can tell Hi, us all everybody. about Lulu. This is Lulu. She's a little Georgia Peach. She's from Georgia. She's yes, she's three years old. She had to be surrendered by her owner because of illness. But she's a beautiful dog, loves everybody, is very good with other dogs, (laughs) great on the leash. Loves licking Nancy's hands. Yes, yes. uh, Dog friendly. Well, that was Sue's hands. Oh, that's me. And uh, Lulu came in because the owners just couldn't take care of her. Couldn't take care of her. She got health health reasons, yeah. yeah. So but, she uh, came a long way. She has. Georgia. She has. And, and she's very friendly. Very friendly with everybody. Yeah. And other and she's dogs. she's great on a leash. Yep. Yep. She's uh, really she's, affectionate. She is so sweet. She she's really a little is. bit scared right now. Oh, yes. And yes. we do that. They come in a little bit unfamiliar, but she's so curious. She's Look at She wants to know what's yeah, going on. everything out. Yeah, it wasn't fun yeah. for her to get tangled up in the cords there. It, it scared her Sorry a little about bit. That. <laughs> no, that's okay. So she's three yeah. years old? She's three years old, yeah. Shepherd. I'm going to guess she weighs uh, about 50 pounds. Uh, she'll get to be yeah, 50. About 50, 50 mm-hmm. will be the. She's 50, a smaller. I think they say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Smaller. But uh, she's three. She's three years and three, three years, weeks. Three yeah, years and three weeks. She smells yeah, good, too. Some of the dogs don't smell me. so good. <laughs> this is a good smelling dog. She wasn't, she wasn't bathed right before she came in, was she? Where did Lulu come from? You probably Georgia. said. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Georgia yes. Oh, she's a southern gal. Yeah. She's a little southern gal. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah my wife comes us. from Georgia. Yeah. Hi, she, y'all. Hi, Lulu. y'all. Hi, y'all. Oh, she responded. She did. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, right now, folks, for you guys listening, she's just kind of wandering around making friends with everybody, wagging her tail. And uh, so while they're all cuddling up with Lulu, I'll tell you, as our sponsored dog, um, if you adopt, adopt Lulu through, through us, we pay the adoption fees. Um, there's also a special going on uh, called uh, 50, what's it called again? Uh, 
Something for fifty, but basically yeah. uh, fifty dollar adoptions. Um, yeah, uh, Bernard's looking that up right there. I've got it right here from the first until the fourth. Hundred dollar adoptions. Gotcha. Thank you very much. I wasn't prepared. It's called Freedom for Fifty. Um, it's a hundred dollar adoption fee for the dogs over fifty pounds. So hey, would um, well, do we get that break if we if we pay the adoption fees? Um, uh, if we pay for the adoption fees for Lulu, sure 50 bucks? Can. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we don't need the discount. Um, but if you are uh, looking for another dog besides Lulu, get out there. Um, this is through July 1st, which is today, through July 4th, which is on when? Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, so get out to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. So all the big dogs out there got a big discount. So yeah, for all yes. the dogs over 50 now, pounds? One of the reasons we have bucks. so many dogs out there is we, we don't euthanize dogs. We don't put them to sleep. A lot of the shelters do. In fact, the shelters that do this from all over call us, Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and we take them. Yeah. If their dime is up, I mean, this is sad to think about, but sometimes it's 30, 60, 90 days, and then they have to euthanize because yeah. they don't have room. Well, Big Dog Ranch Rescue has a lot of room, but they still, you know, we have two locations now. So that's the reason you can get a huge selection at Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Yeah. I also saw, I think, Bernadette, are, do you know about there was a dog um, that was featured on Big Dog Ranch Rescue social media? It was a 20-year-old a dog out at the ranch. Did I, did I get that right? They were featuring, it was, there was a video out there. Yes, so yes. Th they have a 20-year-old. Um, that's yes. very old for a dog. If you're yes. not a dog person, that's like more like a, like a really old cat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have a really old, I don't remember the breed, but it looks so sweet. And uh, that's just another, like what Earl was just talking about. Um, they go out there uh, to live. They don't go out there to die. But hopefully um, some they get adopted. And that's really what they're out there for because all the dogs, it's fun to hang out with 100 other dogs. But uh, Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, it's like a resort. It truly yeah. is. Yes, I mean, if I was a dog, that's where I'd go. Yeah, but as, dog. yeah, if you're a dog person, you know that dogs belong in families, and um, and families can be one other person, but they come home with you. They have that, a maternity yeah. ward. They have a, yeah. do, they have a quarantine section. They have doctors. They have, I mean, they have uh, an entire they have a lake. Stu uh, said they have a uh, salon. <laughs> they have a salon. <laughs> They have they a whole also, puppy town, so you go out there. They also have, um, um, they train dogs for veterans who have PTSD. Oh, that's right. or, yeah. And they give them free of charge any veteran that needs right. them. I think yeah. we went out there when we were out yeah. there with, with uh, Paul a couple of years ago. That's where we, we saw them doing that. Yes. So yeah. here's the deal, folks. Um, sponsored Dog of the Week means it's basically Lulu is free to anybody who lets us know <laughs> that you want this dog, this beautiful three-year-old German Shepherd. Um, so call the show. Text the show. Get in touch with Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Go to BDR, or you can message them there. Get a phone number. Um, but we're going to pay for the adoption fees. And uh, like we just talked about, there's so many dogs out there. So look around. If uh, Lulu does, is not the one for you, there, there's another one. And let your friends know, please, because if you're listening to this and you don't want a dog, somebody you know needs yeah. a dog. Yeah, absolutely. Tell the gang out there, when you find a home for these dogs like Bernadette, let us know. And, oh, and, yes. And like Wheelie and, uh, and some of the others, so whenever you I will, them. definitely. I'll be happy to let you know. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. we could bring the name up yeah. again. Yes. Maybe yeah. even play the video right. and try to... Yeah, as of last yes. week, Wheelie um, still yeah. hadn't been adopted. I don't think she yeah. has yet. So Wheelie, if you remember that, she was she had the, the stiff leg syndrome, but still yes. just an amazing dog. Still can get around. Oh, just, yes. Yeah, they totally gets around. They don't well. have yeah. any it issues. It didn't seem to affect her at all. And rampant? 
Round that's doing good, still, still at okay. the range, but you heard that. Doing good. Oh, yeah. Very, very good. good. And uh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, there's some out there that can't afford, uh, the, you know, to adopt a dog, and that's where we come in. We pay the fees. So that's mm -hmm. uh, certainly half the battle. And as uh, Stu said, you know, uh, share uh, the video, and uh, there's somebody out there looking for a dog. That's right. And uh, also, Earl, you want to talk about the fostering? Uh, that you can yeah, uh, do it's fostering big dog is ranch. because we do take so many dogs, not just from locally, the whole United States, and in fact the whole world. We take dogs in from Puerto Rico as far away as China. Anytime there's a tragedy, a flood, a problem where dogs end up homeless, like the hurricanes in Florida, we take all those dogs in. So we do have a little bit of a crowding problem, and the way we alleviate that is fostering a dog. So if you can't adopt a dog, but you can just give us a little help, take a dog for a week or two, and uh, that way we have more room to take more dogs that are coming in from other shelters that might be euthanizing those dogs. So it's kind of a team effort. You know, help us out by fostering dogs, and then we'll find a home and, and take the dog back that you fostered. Yeah. Thank you very much yeah. for it. And there's a there's the the big dog ranch is uh, having uh, the big dog ranch freedom uh, for fifty. That's a hundred dollar uh, adoption fees for to, for the dogs over fifty pounds. That's from July first to July the fourth. So remember, big dog ranch rescue. You can go to www.bigdogranchrescue.org. BDRR. BDRR. Org. And uh, you can adopt this dog or any other dog that you find on the website. And Stu? All right. I think we're all set. Thank you, Bernadette, uh, for Thank another you. wonderful sponsored dog. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, guys. One more thing. This is great. This is fun. One more thing, Stu. Uh, yeah. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. That's right. Um, all proceeds of the purchase of this book goes to Big Dog Ranch. Every cent, except Don't. for what Amazon takes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. It's a great book. Something that you put on the shelf and you can refer to forever. And all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. 100%. Confessions of a Recovering you pay Amazon Car Dealer. And, and all that... Uh, Everything Excellent. we get back from Amazon goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Thank you so much. All right. Back to the recovering car dealer. Okay. We're back on the air. You know, uh, the column that I, last column I wrote was about the autonomous mm -hmm. Tesla and the problems we had with it. Right. I almost did um, a blog, and I think I'll do next week's blog, on artificial intelligence. And I don't uh, did, Stu, did you know that uh, Chat GPT has got a... Um, uh, has an Edmonds plug-in, and Edmonds is is got, yeah to artificial intelligence, and apparently it gives you sources of information to find the car dealership and the car you want to buy. Okay, I didn't so know I'm, that. I, yeah, I didn't either. I just I just saw it, and so uh, uh, be heads up out there, you folks. Uh, Artificial intelligence uh, is such a buzzword, and everybody's talking about it, but there's some very, very uh, amazing uses for it. Uh, I've been using it, Nancy and I have both been using it for oh, things I, like uh, diagnosis and you know, checking out doctors, and uh, you'd be surprised. But uh, as far as Earl on Cars go, I foresee the future where we will have Earl on Cars in a uh, chat. Um, uh, uh, AI chat so that you'll be able to be 
uh, advice of car dealerships around the country that subscribe to the treat the customer like you're supposed to, transparency, honesty, and integrity. Uh, also, it'll help you uh, pick out cars like Consumer Reports does now. I'm assuming, in fact, I would bet money on the fact that Consumer Reports will have a AI plug-in. You'll be able to go on your phone instead of having to go through the normal channels and just ask, say, hey, I'm thinking about buying a Honda Accord. I want to buy a 2023 Honda Accord. I live in Paducah, Kentucky. And uh, can you tell me, number one, is the Honda Accord as good a car as the, as the Toyota Camry? And number two, if I buy the Honda Accord or the Camry, can you recommend a dealer in the Paducah, Kentucky area? Oh, no, 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 no. Can you just handle this for me? Yeah, handle it. Get me the best deal on the best car and have it show up in my... I, want, I didn't even think about that. I got to handle yeah. the transaction, I mean, have it delivered to me, and I don't want to think about it. That'll happen. Yeah. That'll happen. Right. And uh, here, why is artificial intelligence better than uh, other sources? Well, Edmunds, uh, all the other... Uh, all the other uh, Kelly Blue Book, they all got ties, CarMax, they all have ties to dealers. They collect money from dealers. Uh, we pay, we're a car dealership, Toyota dealership, we pay CarMax, uh, we pay Edmunds, we pay a lot of people, Kelly, uh, for uh, services. And I'm not saying that that affects uh, their judgment on who they recommend or don't recommend, but hey, that's the reason we say Consumer Reports is a lot better than Motor Trend Magazine or Car and Driver, because Car and Driver and Motor Trend Magazine rely entirely on manufacturers and dealers for their revenue, and Consumer Reports doesn't. Rick? Uh, don't forget the human factor that there's going to be emotions involved. Uh, you get one author that loves a particular car, yeah. and he's writing about that car, He's going to reflect that in his writing. You're going to feel that in the way he writes. But, 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 but if he doesn't like that yeah, particular yeah, model, let's buy it. I mean, he be, may not. But the artificial intelligence is is beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it doesn't have biases. AI, it has no emotion. It, yeah, it doesn't have. It doesn't have emotional biases or, reality. or childhood memories of a movie that, for some yeah. reason, they're going to want to push that car. You know. Yeah. You're right. No emotion. That's uh, that's the key word. Uh, we are going to go back to the phones where there are two of our callers holding. Uh, that's uh, Frank and Jim. Uh, Frank's from uh, Jupiter Farms. Jim's from Tequesta. Jim, we'll be right with you. Frank, good morning, and thank you for holding. Oh, patience is a virtue, so I must be very virtuous today. <laughs> yeah. My poor humor. I mean, you guys are great. Oh, thank um, you. No, it's so, so. It's always good listening. I forgot about the doggy thing, so it was good listening to all that. That's, um, and it, it came over my phone clearer than it does my radio up here in Jupiter Farms, so it, it was a win-win. Mm-hmm. But um, quick question. Um, I was driving down the street the other day, and this Toyota goes by that I didn't really recognize. It was a smaller, it probably was an older model, of course, but it was a smaller Toyota, and the rear door had the funniest handle. It was a lot up high in the... That's called like, a um, CHR. That's a CHR. It's a current model. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a little oh, really? weird, funky car. <laughs> They're produced oh, okay. in Turkey, believe it or not. Yeah. And that's where uh-huh. those handles are very popular. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know if they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CHR is oh. not a bad little Toyota. It's a, it's a nice little uh, five-door SUV. A uh, little compact guy. And it uh, they get around quite nicely. 
and we don't see a lot of problems with them. They're uh, they're not super popular, but there there's enough people buying them. But we we don't see them in the shop for repairs very often at all. Just regular general maintenance. Oh, okay, yeah, it was just uh, I I saw it. We were oh, where we are. I guess on Donald Ross. I had the grandchildren, so I really couldn't do any weird driving. You know, make them you know get nervous and. Mm-hmm. I did well. I, I did see some three letters towards the left, you know, on prairie, but I didn't, couldn't make them out. So, all yeah. right, that's that about it. Right. And um, we're just out here in the farms, and now we got mangoes this week for sale. The lychees are almost gone, so there's my oh, free advertisement. Do you have little tiny <laughs> seeds in those mangoes? When I was a kid, we used to have mango like fights. There was yeah. mangoes, all, yeah. mangoes all over the place. Can't get pretty sloppy. Oh, did you? Yep, <laughs> we did all that the too. time. Yeah, we had. Well, you get hit in the head with a green mango. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. we had we had fruit wars on the North Palm Beach golf course. <laughs> oh wow! Well, the squirrels are having a field day. There's like twelve up there, and they're dropping. The worst thing about the squirrels, they take one little bite and they just throw it away, and then they go to the next one. And I, oh my goodness, it's did you say twelve? Yeah. Oh no! It's, it look It's a herd of squirrels. I mean, I got oh. four trees, what? and they're bouncing all over the place. I mean, mangoes are dropping like flies. Wow, that's H- fantastic. Honeybees like mangoes too. They they, yeah. if you see bees around them, that's always a good thing. The old mangoes yeah. have gotten soft and mushy. They're nice yeah. and sweet. Hey, yeah. uh, Frank. Uh, we by the clock. Um, I have another caller, and uh, no, no, I, I'll let you guys. Go. I'm gonna have Not to, to work. Say goodbye. Send me some no. leeches. Have, <laughs> have a great uh-huh. weekend. Happy Fourth of July. Okay, we're going to go to Jim in Tequesta. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. How are you? We're great. Welcome. Thank you for calling well, Earl Stewart on Cars. Well, we enjoy your show, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for Earl because of his honesty and integrity. But I was wondering, could you recommend an honest Porsche dealer in Florida? <laughs> That's probably a joke of a question because I've been trying to buy a Porsche. And I've never dealt with such obnoxious people who put all these bogus charges on. Uh, they're impossible to deal with. And the way they treat customers is, uh, is just terrible. I have a couple of Porsches. I've owned a couple in the past. I still have one. But I was wondering, is there any, any, is there any such thing as an honest Porsche dealer in Florida? Mm-hmm. We've never uh, mystery shopped one. Uh, we, we should. No, we, yeah, we should. Uh, there, there are so few of them is one of the problems that uh, – uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, they they pretty much have a, a very, you know, elite market. And uh, people that buy Porsches typically don't uh, haggle or negotiate. And uh, I, I, w- I would, if I had if I had to give you a name, I'd say Brayman. Uh, uh, they're, I mean, uh, I think they're probably more competitive. Um, there's a, another Porsche dealer champion in, uh, further south. I've heard some bad things about them just in the press. Yeah. I we've never shopped them. Does do you know Craig Zen? Does he have a Porsche dealership in uh, Hollywood? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I know he's got some other luxury stuff. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we just don't know. I you, know, you might have to rely on reviews or um, chat rooms. Like yeah. maybe there's a chat. And here's a long shot. Uh, check Costco. Uh, see if they have any uh, Porsche dealers listed. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, the the only thing you'll be sure of there, you're, you're still going to pay a lot of money for a Porsche, but uh, uh, it would be the, the the agreement with Costco and the approved dealer is they will not sell the car. They will sell to a Costco member for less than they sell to anybody else. So if that's about the best assurance you're going to get with a Porsche. Okay, well, I appreciate that. That's helpful. I've uh, I've shopped all over Florida, and uh, 
the bogus charges are incredible. The lack of uh, honesty from the sales reps. I've never, I've been in several successful businesses I've owned. And if I treated my customer like that, I wouldn't be living in a nice home. I'd be living under a bridge in a box. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the car dealerships are a unique breed. They, uh, they're the only retailer that gets away with bloody murder, and uh, they've been doing it for a hundred years. So yeah, you're right. You know, uh, you you it's would a think, shock. You know, you would think with a you know a product like uh, the uh, a Porsche, you know, you just think of sophistication, elegance, and so many other things. And uh, why you know all these fees and why the market adjustment and it just you know soils their their reputation and it isn't necessary they're making a killing anyway absolutely that's what i tried to tell them i i went in i told them before when i called them on the phone and i negotiated by uh email and they still changed the numbers on me but i i told them you guys need to know something i looked at buying a porsche dealership a luxury dealership porsche and others and i know how you make the money and i know about all your bogus charges so don't do this to me and they still did it to me yeah, you, you just make them well aware of uh, the type of customer they're dealing with. But, uh, you know, uh, they, they don't care. They just uh, do what they do, and they do what they do best. Yeah, they, they should have a new model called the Arrogance. Yeah, there you they go. are the most arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> and I've bought probably 60 cars in my lifetime. So. Wow. That's but a- I'm also a cash buyer, which is a disadvantage because they can't, you know, they'd rather lease to you and get MSRP and add everything on top. Yeah, so many, so many ways to get the customer. Jim, it was a pleasure okay, talking well, thank to you. you. Hey, well, pleasure speaking hey, Jim. with all of you. Yes. Uh, Donovan came in. He he apparently does a lot of business on cars. Uh, he says Porsche of Melbourne is probably the best. I mean, it, it's a bit of a drive. You're going up almost to the Cape. Uh he says, Brayman is one of the worst. Oh, boy. Champion Porsche. I don't know where that is. Uh, he says, no good. And Porsche of Naples, no good either. Uh, so his opinion, yeah. which he, Donovan he, is usually right smart guy. Uh, that I would I would definitely check with Porsche of yeah. Melbourne. Yes. And uh, Donovan is an amazing guy. Yeah. Donovan yeah. knows what he's talking about. Uh, Thanks, Jim. Donovan. So, okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You all have a good uh, holiday, okay? Thank you. Happy Fourth of July. Okay, uh, by the clock, it is just about 9.39. That makes Jonathan very happy. Uh, he had me on the clock. He said 9.40 sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery shopping report. So got here quick, we are, Jonathan. Got a quick text, though, if we wanted to, <laughs> real quick. Um, this is for Rick. Is it possible to change brake? Because they asked last week and we didn't get to it. Is it possible to change brake pads on a 2020 Avalon? with the sensors on the wheels, and how is it different to do yourself? I Just Just putting the pads on is is pretty much a normal job. Okay. Um, If you're doing the fronts, just, you know, be careful when you're compressing the caliper pistons is all. Uh, Rears is a whole different job nowadays on most rear cars uh, because the rear disc brakes, the calipers actually have electronic components for the parking brake built into it, so it's a much bigger job. Okay. The fronts are still pretty straightforward. <clears throat> okay, pad slap on the front sounds like a piece of cake. Anything more than that, take it to a dealer or a qualified Toyota technician. Absolutely. Uh, we are going to get to the Mystery Shopping Report, and the Mystery Shopping Report comes us from Jim Shorkey, Kia Irwin, Pennsylvania. And you too can vote. We need your vote, ladies and gentlemen, and you can do so by texting 772 Four nine seven six five three zero. 
That's 772-497-6530. Okay. Irwin, Pennsylvania. That's Agent Lightning, and I'm going to speak as if I were Agent Lightning in the first person. I arrived in the morning and was greeted by a very friendly front desk lady. She asked my name and then inquired about how she could assist me. I asked if they had any Tellurides in their inventory. She politely said she would need to find Taylor, the salesperson much more equipped with that information. She then paged uh, for her, or a ta- female Taylor, okay. She then paged for her over the intercom and asked if I would like something to drink while I waited. I declined and just then Taylor arrived wearing a big smile, shook my hand, introducing herself uh, using my name. Taylor, she said, I hear you're looking for a Telluride. She informed me that she had four in stock, two 2023 models and two 2024 models. Now, that's a lot of Tellurides uh, in today's market. Um, asked if I'd like to take a look. We headed out to the lot. Once I picked the one I liked, she requested my license and ran inside to get the keys before we embarked on an extensive, extensive test drive. The Monroney label showed an MSRP of $49,675 and no addendum, no addendum of any kind. And uh, we'll see how that works out. Sometimes there is an addendum, they just don't put it on the window, but there was none on this uh, particular Telluride. She had me drive on back roads on the test drive and then back onto Route 30 to the dealership. Taylor demonstrated a vast knowledge of her models and was well prepared to share all her insights with me. Once back at the dealership, she asked me if I had any questions and then asked if there was anything I didn't like about the model. That's a good sales question. I informed her that I really liked it and I'd like a final price. We went back inside to her desk where she entered my details into their system. She then asked about my credit score and if I knew our sales tax in Florida, um, 6%. She inquired whether I was trading anything in or if she could possibly help me drive the car back for a one-way trip. I laughed, told her she'd be a great asset to the Kia dealership uh, by me because it's the rudest Kia dealership I've ever been to. You know, we see a huge difference because Agent Lighting does travel oftentimes out of the state. Uh, We see the difference in culture in different states. Florida, you've heard me say it before, has got the worst car dealers in the country. I mean, even worse than California. So uh, Pennsylvania, they got pretty nice folks out there in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Uh, I then complimented her on how helpful she'd been that day. Taylor smiled appreciating my feedback and shared that she hopes to make every customer's car shopping experience great so they always come back to her. She then excused herself and went to speak with her sales manager, Jed, to get a price. A few minutes later, she returned with a worksheet. Taylor went over the price sheet. The sale price was MSRP $49,675. They added $641 in fees and sales tax. That was it. It's likely that the fees included a small junk fee, and of course that's dealer profit, but it was small. Uh, since 641 is a little high for title and registration, probably something like a tag agency fee or electronic filing fee, but it's still extra profit, but it's small. That's the important thing. In South Florida, you'd be talking a thousand or more dollars. Typically, South Florida probably closer to two thousand dollars 
and junk fees. I, I'd guess like 400 of that might have been registration and legit stuff, and then maybe a 199. You know, well, maybe fee. 200 bucks. So, I, I junk. Don't, yeah. Most of that is yeah. legit because you got to register yeah. the car. And you're not going to do much better than that. I mean, virtually no dealer has no junk fees, virtually. She explained that they would provide me with temporary uh, tags, good for, th for 90 days. They'd also include a packet with a check with a sales tax for me to bring to my DMV once I get back home. And for you folks that uh, uh, haven't bought a car out of state, uh, the states all have reciprocity. Uh, if you deal with Kentucky, they'll, be a, they'll, they'll, they'll reciprocate with Florida if you buy a car. So you can get a Florida tag or a wherever, whatever state you live in, expand your shopping experience, especially if you're near a state line and you can do it easily. Uh, you don't have to worry about the license tag being you know, the, uh, being registered in the in the wrong state. They all work with the other states, so that won't happen. And you might be able to get a, a good price by going out of state if it's reasonable for you to do that. Uh, she asked me what I thought. I responded, "Well, I will definitely uh, discuss this with my husband, and we'll likely make a decision tomorrow." She asked if I'd mind if I had the time to have Jed come over and thank me for coming in today. A few minutes later, they returned. He introduced himself and asked how everything was going today and if Taylor was able to answer all my questions. I replied that I was more than pleased with her service and that she's by far one of the nicest car salespeople I ever worked with. I added that uh, it was refreshing to see a female car salesperson who was so knowledgeable about the inventory and clearly loves her, loves her job. Uh, and I'll add this, uh, in general, uh, buyers, car buyers, prefer dealing with a female. And uh, when you find a person, I mean, as a car dealer, I'm salivating now because we, we look all the time for people with that type of personality. You, you can have a particularly, you can have a completely honest person and, and you can't always change that person into a nice, likable kind of person. And when you find a person that has that personality uh, that is likable, that's a great salesperson. I mean, let's face it, that's, that's also the danger of buying a car because you can find people that are likable and polite that you'd really like to deal with, but they will also take advantage of you. <laughs> people who have learned how to smile while they kill. Right. So uh, I hear it so often, but he was such a nice young man. Well, that's the reason he's so successful and is able to take advantage of people that way. So you can't just use niceness as a judge. And sometimes the people with a kind of a poor personality can be giving you a straight deal. So uh, you, you really have to know your facts and get your competitive pricing no matter where you buy. That's uh, the shopping report for Jim Shorkley Kia of Irwin, Pennsylvania. And as Nancy said, uh, we'd love to hear your votes. Uh, you can text us at 772-497-6530. And of course, YouTube. We always get a lot of YouTube votes. YouTube.com forward slash Irwin Cars. Rick monitors that. Stu monitors the text. And uh, we also vote here in the studio. If they pass and we don't give them an F, then we put them on the recommended list with the actual grade they got. We grade on the curve. We don't give out a lot of A's because there are very few perfect dealers. So we typically give B's or C's, and sometimes if they're really great, 
Well, we get our A's once in a while. Well, I think we might be uh, looking at some A's this morning with, with uh, Jim Shorky Kia. Uh, my first grade from the listener came in. It's from Bob. Bob says, A for Shorky Kia. Good service, good salesperson, and fair pricing in today's market. Um, that's the only grade I have in, but that's where I'm inclined uh, to agree with Bob, and I'm giving, giving them an A. They uh, clearly were way better than the dealers that we see down here. Uh, the fees were, were, were nothing, and um, it was all about as easy as pie up there in, in, in uh, where is it? Irwin, Pennsylvania. Just that's a straight A, not a minus or a plus. Straight A, just straight an A. a. Um, and that's in, I think, Irwin, that's outside of Pittsburgh. So I think that's from uh, Nancy's uh, old old mm. digs. That's why they're so nice up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. All right, Rick. They are very nice. Well, uh, Kirk in West by God, Virginia, says Jim Storky Kia, refreshing. MSRP plus small fees earns this Pennsylvania dealer a solid A. Wow, two A's, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, it ain't done yet. Uh, Negan won. A, finally. Negan, you're tough. He's he's tough, but he... Hey, Negan, Negan, are you watching? I want to know if Negan's watching Dead City. We'll find out in a moment. Uh, Let's see here. Johnny C. Fraidley, B+. Maybe that town has a Porsche dealer, too. (laughs) Tim Gilliland, it should always be that easy. A... Mark Smith, B+. James Fronty, by Florida standards with the curve, this Kia dealer would be an A-. Donovan Lewis, a B+. Hey, even Donovan coming in, good. Rocky Blockatiel, nice to be able to give a good grade for one, B+. Brian Sedlatko, finally a dealership that's straightforward with you, A. Yep. Cram, 1624. Wonder what would happen when she gets in the box. B plus. Scott Hunter, B. Give me five bucks. B plus, reasonable fees, and saleswoman was knowledgeable and honest. Yeah. Uh, Negan says, absolutely, Stu, dead hey. city. Knock, knock. Oh. <laughs> I started watching it last night. New series? For me? Yeah. A. Yeah, there we go, A. Right. You know, I, 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 I'm going to give him an A. Uh, and uh, Nancy, what are you going to give him? Uh, well, fabulous Pennsylvania. You know, it, uh, it warms my heart. And uh, for uh, Jim Shorkey, I have to give you an A+. Thank you for the great uh, service. Uh, the fees, uh, minimal, uh, if any. And uh, the salesperson, thank you. There you go. If you want to buy a Kia and you're anywhere near Irwin, Pennsylvania, how far from Pittsburgh is that? Uh, Irwin would be I'll quite... I'll map it. I'll quite, map it. It would be quite a ways. Uh, that is in... Is that uh, northern, southern? That's, that's in Westmoreland County. Yeah. So... Uh, and I'm in, I was in Allegheny County. If I were going to buy a Kia, I would call uh, Jim Shorkey, yeah. S-H-O-R-K-E-Y, uh-huh. Jim Shorkey, Kia, Irwin, in Irwin, Pennsylvania. I would get a price on the phone, and uh, depending on how far I was, I'd consider transporting the car uh, based on my experience with the local QDs that I had to deal with. And, and if I didn't want to do transport the car, I would take that price from Irwin, uh, Pennsylvania, Jim Shorkey, and I'd go to the Kia dealer and say, look, this is my out-the-door price, and uh, you know, I'll be going up there on vacation uh, in, in, in 30 days, 
and I'm going to buy from Jim Shorkey. Do you want the deal? And uh, if you give me uh, the out-the-door price that I got from Jim Shorkey on the Kia, uh, I'll buy it from you. So uh, you, you just don't get that many A's. You're, you're, you're not going to find a Kia dealer. There's a Kia dealer. We don't, we don't have any A-rated a- a- Kia dealers. <laughs> we don't have any A-Kia dealers. I don't think we have any C-Kia dealers there. They They're all pretty, pretty bad. They do pretty bad, yeah. 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 How far is that, Stu? Uh, it's about a 30, 45 minute drive outside of, of Pittsburgh. So, uh, it's, uh, it's in, I guess in the Pittsburgh area, but it's outside of Pittsburgh. You know, for me to cruise up, take a quick flight up there and pick up the car, drive through Amish country, maybe stop in at Hershey, see the gardens there. Yeah. And then a nice drive down the coast, just enjoy the well, sights nice and just th- take a couple days. Yeah. Just to really relax and get used to the car. Get the feel of the car. What a pleasant uh, yeah. idea. I'd, I'd love that. That'd yeah. be a vacation in itself mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a great idea. And you're dealing with a dealership that's honest and that deserves your business. Yes, absolutely. Well, here we are. <laughs> There's Telling candy people. Candy is all over the place. And we're happy to recommend right. one <laughs> in, in, Irwin, in Pennsylvania. Irwin, Pennsylvania. I, you know. I wish it were better, but it isn't. So. Well, you know, you know, in today's age with uh, computers and internet, you, you might be able to get it shipped from Irwin uh, cheaper than you can buy one in uh, in South Florida. True. Okay, Jonathan, how much time do we have left? Ah, okay, Earl. The microphone is yours. Okay, I'll use it to sell the book, and we'll go back and talk some more about Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And uh, if you're looking for a gift for somebody, uh, you know, uh, a son or a daughter, someone maybe might be in the market for a car, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And uh, it's, it's a how-to-do-it book. Uh, it's, it's, the chapters are broken down into leasing and buying, maintaining and repairing, uh, uh, shop financing interest rates, eight rules for servicing your car, uh, misaligned wheels, uh, good people make good car dealerships. I'm reading of the, some of the chapter names. Always get an out-the-door price. If you've never bought a car before, you're a young person, uh, this is a great gift. And the best part about it is if it costs you 20 bucks or $50, uh, whatever the, what's the book sell for now? I think it's $17.99. Yeah, it costs you $17, $18 on, on, on Amazon. <coughs> All of that money we get from Amazon goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. So uh, you got a you got a double whammy here. You got you got a, a great gift for a grandchild or a son or a daughter or a friend. It's a classic and you also book. support yeah. Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Classic book. You just put it on the shelf yeah. and it, there won't be a moment Rick? where you won't refer to it. Now I'm gonna beat Kirk in Kirk in West By God, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat him to the points here. Where's the second book? Okay. Well, well, we're very close now. Yeah, uh, Nancy, this week. Nancy, he asks about it almost Nancy every week. Nancy was talking to so. our ghostwriter this week, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, last week. This last past, week. This past um, week. We tied up some more sense. And we're getting sense. closer. And I apologize to all the people that I told I'd have the book out by the end of last year. Uh, just like I apologize to him for telling them that car prices would be normal at the end of last year. So I am not a forecaster. I, I'm going to turn in my ticket I'm going to retire is forecasting anything because I'm too much of an optimist. How about optimist. the weather? Yeah. How about yeah. the weather? Uh, no, You're, we seriously, we did tie a few things up uh, last week, and um, the uh, introduction has been uh, finished, and uh, getting, we're, we're very close. close. 
So Nancy's um, correct. It's 19.95 on Amazon, and all of that except for I think seven bucks goes to Amazon, and then um, the rest goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. There's a listing for one of your books here for sixty-four dollars and ninety cents from some other seller. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it can't even tell you. Well, it must have really liked the book. Is it autographed? Yeah, uh, I'm looking. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, Don't buy that one, folks. Buy the 1995 <laughs> one. 1995, and it's a good cause. Earl, uh, the new book. Um, just give everyone an idea of what it contains. Well, it's, just, it's called it's called Redemption of a Recovering Car Dealer. It's basically just kind of like uh, it's, it's almost like my. Uh, what do you call it, autobiography? Or it's a, yeah. a story about Memoir. how I evolved from, you know, a, a crooked car dealer into the angel that I am today. And so that's, a, you know. The sweet, harmless, <laughs> innocent angel that you are today. No, I mean, it, it, it's more personal. The other ones is more like a collection of essays yeah. of it, advice. Exactly. And this one is getting into Earl's the, advice and explaining it, how he came to, uh, yeah, to be. A, yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Right. Yeah, this is a how to do it book. The other one is kind of like a, um, you know. Oh, and there's, also, there's, there's also secret infi- inside information because the um, um, the um, co-writer um, contacted um, members of Earl's family, including Nancy and me and my brothers, yeah. and we got to talk to him about what it was like living with with Earl over all these years. Yeah, and I had I actually uh, to try to make it realistic, I gave him the names of our competitors. Uh, the president of the Florida Automobile Dealers Association. Yeah. A lot of people that knew me uh, from other perspectives. So uh, it was, it's, it's an honest assessment. Yeah. Right? But this just in, give me five bucks. He just ordered the book. All right. Oh, nice. So another one's out there. Thank okay, you. Fantastic. Okay, folks, uh, we wish you a happy 4th of July. I have to give a special thing to Rick to, because he kept me in electrolytes this morning. And uh, boy, do I love that type of water. Uh, to all of you out there, we certainly appreciate your company. You're a huge part of the show. FaceTime, YouTube, the callers, the texters, I think I covered it all. Have a fabulous happy 4th of July. Stay safe. Thank <laughs> you.